0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedincom recommend today. When you're a 415er, 415, 415. You're all about your San
1: Francisco 49ers. And
0: this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and, and, and more. And more. Welcome to the 415 hosted by Evan Giddings
2: and Mark Grandy. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into another edition of the 415ers podcast on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. It's Mark Grandy. It's Evan Giddings. As always, Mark, my man, how are you?
1: I'm doing good, Evan, getting ready for Niners-Cowboys in the playoffs once again. Should be a lot of fun. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm jazz. Look, we got about 48 hours. This
2: episode's releasing on Friday morning, so you get the full 48 before the 3.30 kickoff on Sunday at Levi's Stadium. It's two versus five. It is San Francisco versus Dallas. It is a rivalry. I feel like last year, Mark, it was renewed. Now it feels and this this isn't a word, but rejuiced, all right? It has been rekindled, so to speak, because San Francisco got the better of Dallas last year. And this is, I was just taking a look at the all-time rivalry mark. Like this is a very, obviously historic one, but a very close one. And one that San Francisco nor Dallas has dominated. Because when you just take a look at, You know, kind of the the records, what Dallas has got five Super Bowls, San Francisco's got five Super Bowls, this is the quest for six and they got a good shot shot on it this year. But both teams have been to eat. Well, San Francisco has been to seven NFC championships. Dallas has been to eight and the all time series is 19, 18 and one slightly in favor of Dallas so technically San Francisco could tie the all-time series record this weekend it is a a matchup that we'll dig into of course throughout this episode but just on its surface it is a historic rivalry and one that I'm sure is going to draw a lot of eyes this weekend
1: oh 100 percent I mean you mentioned the NFC title games that these two teams have been to separately um uh, well six of their eight playoff matchups this far. The one on Sunday is the ninth, but the previous eight, six of those eight Evan were in the NFC title game. So these were kind of the cream of the crop in the NFC in the early seventies. You know, the one year in the eighties, 1981, when they made it, that was the, the Epic Niners win 28, 27 uh, with the catch and then 92, 93, 94, three straight years in the NFC title game. Dallas won the first two. The Niners won the final one. And that 94 year until last season was the last time these two teams met in the postseason. So you're right. Last year was kind of rivalry renewed in the postseason. And now, you know, it's take number two. The Niners came out on top in that wild card game. Uh, they easily could have lost if, if Dak Prescott doesn't decide to scramble at the, for the last play without any timeouts left. The Niners were sitting pretty comfortably for a lot of that game, and then a Jimmy Garoppolo interception happened, and and things started falling apart, but the Niners still came out on top. But that game came down to the wire, and now it's over in Santa Clara here in the 2022 season, taking place here in 2023. But you're right. This is kind of a new chapter in the Niners-Cowboys rivalry because it had been so long before these two teams had met, and this isn't the NFC championship stage. This isn't the NFC title game, but it certainly is a step up from last year when they did meet in the wildcard round, and now it's for the right to go to the NFC title game. So a big game, albeit not quite the same billing as, as some of the past meetings between these two teams.
2: Sure, and, and, and as much as I think both sides, really the fans uh, hate each other, and as far as you know, Dallas being the 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 fan base and the franchise and the brand that's propped up in San Francisco has held water more so in the last say 20 years than the Cowboys have in the playoffs it it doesn't like i don't have a, a feel of you know which game or which team this game would mean more to because you know if you just look at Dallas the last time they won a road game mark was yeah. in 1992 at candlestick against the 49ers to go to the Super Bowl so there's obviously a lot on the line for both sides and I'm sure both sides just to put it bluntly want to kick each other's asses (laughs) Uh, so it 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 does like I'm excited because I'm going to get to go to the game and it does I am looking forward to not only a playoff type atmosphere but also the type of juice that surrounds Dallas and San Francisco and I think also too with just you know, kind of the stories of these two teams this year, there is a lot on the line when it comes to legacy, because I think a lot of people throughout this season and heading into this year were perhaps down on Dak Prescott, perhaps down on Mike McCarthy. Well, they've they've righted the ship a little bit with advancing to the divisional round. Meanwhile, the 49ers, which were a team that was expected to be in this situation, has undergone as we've talked about over the episodes a lot of internal evolution and now there's a a legacy on the line so to speak for its new youngest rookie quarterback in Brock Purdy a chance to prove himself against a hated rival and a chance for the rest of the veteran members on the 49ers to uphold you know the, the mantle that they brought home last season with beating Dallas on the road so there is a lot on the line both as far as historic you know, references are concerned, but also this year and what
1: this game means to these two teams. It's an interesting conversation. I'm not so sure what I would say if, if I had to answer what, which, uh, which team this game means more. It, to. It feels
2: I, pretty level to me. Although I'm sure each side would say f the other.
1: I, I do. I think I agree with you that it's relatively close. If I had to pick, you know, gun to my head, I think I'd probably say Dallas, just because they're more in a situation where they need results to kind of keep this train moving meanwhile the Niners I mean if they were to lose on Sunday of course it's disappointing and it's frustrating and and everyone would be upset but it's not like you're looking to tear things down and and move on like you're not firing Kyle Shanahan you're not moving on from John Lynch you're not trading Brock Purdy you're not doing any of that if the Cowboys lose especially if it's in a blowout game uh, perhaps they Jerry Jones looks to move on from Mike McCarthy. Maybe they try for a, a long-term solution at quarterback after, yes, Dak Prescott gets a road playoff win, but but can't beat a, a Niners team to, to go to the NFC title game. Who knows? So I think maybe for that reason, it might mean a little bit more for Dallas, but that's certainly nothing that the Niners care about. I mean, you're talking about a chance to go to the NFC title game, and this is a Niners team who has legitimate – Super Bowl aspirations for this entire season, despite the fact that their quarterbacks have been hurt multiple times. If I had to pick, I'd probably say Dallas for kind of some of those external reasons. But I mean, internally, players don't really care about that. They're just trying to win a game.
2: Yeah, no doubt. And then when it comes to the matchup itself, you know, I I do think it's San Francisco automatically has the advantage. They have played the best football In the last 11 weeks, they have dominated who has been on the other side, but also Dallas, who I think kind of surprisingly, I I expected them. we both did expect them to beat Tampa Bay, but not necessarily to do it in the fashion that they did. So you have the two teams that look the best from Super Wild Card Weekend now playing in the divisional round. Were you surprised at all to see the line as close as it was being now currently uh, as this episode is released on Friday? I believe three and a half points.
1: Yeah, and I've even seen four. And if you're watching on YouTube, you see okay. down there uh, Niners minus four. I am surprised. I think the Niners should be five, five and a half point favorites in this game. Honestly, um, I know we talk a lot about a lot about betting here on the podcast. and I know you are strictly a, a March and early April better, which I, I fully understand and appreciate. I hopped on. It's Niners really minus- just because
2: of my toxic mentality when it comes to gambling.
1: <laughs> I, get way I hopped too on. Into it. I hopped on Niners minus three and a half immediately. I I think that line is off. So I'm on that. We'll see how it does play out. But I'm surprised. I mean, we've talked a lot throughout the season about how the Cowboys are, you know, probably relatively clearly the third best team in the NFC all season long. You know, Eagles, Niners, Cowboys. But I do think there's a, a relative gap between two and three. And when you add in the fact that the Niners are at home, Evan, um, I think they should be favored by, by more than three and a half. Four is, is closer to to what I expect, which is where it is right now, based on, you know, a, a number of different places, but there are still three and a half numbers out there as well. Um, I mean, what the three and a half number four number is, is telling you is on a neutral site, well, this would be almost even. And I, I don't yeah. think that's right at all. So I, I think the Niners should be favored by more. We'll see how it does play out, but. I mean, I guess I'm not too surprised because the Cowboys generally are an extremely public team. And, of course, Vegas is setting these lines for the public and and the money that they're expecting to get. And generally, there are more Cowboys betters than other teams betters. And that does influence the line a little bit. But I do think the Niners should be favored by a bit more.
2: Yeah, as much as I think Dallas would have a larger fan base. I do want to give credit to the 49ers fan base who last year absolutely showed out at Jerry World yes. in Dallas, Texas. And I expect it to be obviously a much heavier San Francisco crowd at Levi's stadium, but more so than what we saw last year in Dallas. I, I don't expect there to be as many, you know, big D representatives up here in, in San Francisco or Santa Clara, as opposed to the ones we saw last year. So you know when you're talking about a neutral site, like I, I do see similarities between this, these teams, Mark. And I do think, If there was not a two-day rest disadvantage for the Cowboys, I might be able to see why the line would be suppressed. But it's just, it seems a little bit fishy. And I, I believe San Francisco will win this game. I believe they will cover. We'll get to our picks at the end of the episode. But do you think that the rest disadvantage, Vegas is not making it out to be as big as we believe it is?
1: I thought it was a big deal. I mean, you have two extra days, not only to rest and get your bodies right, but to game plan. And I mean, you're you're the Niners. You win on Saturday, um, and then the the Vikings lose, and you know you're playing the winner of Tampa and and Dallas. Excuse me. And you recently played Tampa, so you have a pretty good base knowledge there. So I would imagine what happened was. Once the Vikings lost, the Niners started prepping for Dallas because they knew they already had a a pretty big head start on Tampa Bay because they just played them a handful of weeks ago. So not only do you have the advantage in terms of rest and getting your body ready, but you have the advantage in terms of preparation. You started preparing for Dallas while Dallas was still preparing for Tampa Bay. Like that is how this thing happened. So in my mind, that's a gigantic deal, but, Kyle Shanahan was asked this on Wednesday. Uh, and I mean, I guess it's easy for him to say, but he said it doesn't really matter all that much because in the postseason, you kind of look past the recovery aspect a bit more because it's, it's playoff games and, and teams and players are just so juiced to play. Uh, let, let's hear from Kyle Shanahan talking about what the rest advantage might do for his team and the disadvantage it might do for the Cowboys.
2: I mean, I think it can be advantage. Sometimes it can be a disadvantage. So I know the obvious ones, um, You know, you get less rest, less time to recover. You know, I love having more time and stuff, but... And sometimes you feel like you can't play those Thursday night games and you get to it and your team is just off the wall because um, they just they haven't slowed down at all. And by this time, it, I don't think it is about recovery. It's about detail and it's about executing and it's about playing at a high level. Once you get to games, especially in the playoffs, that recovery, I mean, people forget about pretty quickly. And I mean, just watching the Rams last year, I mean, they beat the Cardinals as good as anyone and then they flew all the way to Tampa and I think they were up 28-0 to at halftime. So I don't think it means anything.
1: I don't think it means anything Kyle Shanahan says having a two-day rest advantage that Rams team he's talking about last year. They played that Monday night game against Arizona and then followed it up by playing Tampa Bay on the road. The difference though is Tampa Bay did not play on Saturday. They played on Sunday of wild card weekend, meaning they only had the one extra day over the Rams. And now it's easy for Kyle Shanahan to say it doesn't mean all that much because he's the team with the advantage But, Evan, I did think it was interesting that he said in the playoffs, kind of similar to some Thursday night games, you don't really want your team to kind of have that lull in intensity because it's the postseason and because it means so much. And with a shorter time between games, your your team kind of stays amped up and stays fired up for that game and never has that down period. And maybe that helps them get out to a hotter start early in a game potentially. But I didn't really think of that as aspect. Who knows if Kyle Shanahan is telling 100% the truth here, but that was an interesting perspective.
2: Yeah, I, I kind of get it. I think it's also easier for him because they had the advantage of rest, but also because San Francisco is the team that currently every other team is trying to adjust to because they are the most recently reformed, I would say, group in the NFL, especially on offense. Now, what they've done all year defensively, hasn't really changed much, but they've been the top unit in football. So you don't have to change. Again, the other offense is adjusting to what the defense does. Now, with Brock Purdy and having only, you know, seven, I guess, if you want to include Kansas City, eight weeks, you know, to essentially look at tape of Brock Purdy, you have maybe a larger sample size to choose from. But you are also still playing a different version of the San Francisco offense than what we saw from week one, obviously. But even from week eight, week ten, you know when they got an integrated Christian McCaffrey. So there are multiple things that this offense for San Francisco throws at an opposing team that they have to you know, hold serve for. And that I think is is maybe being a bit underplayed by Kyle Shanahan because he knows what Dallas wants to do. I mean, that that's that's a relatively, it's the same team, same offensive coordinators last year and pr- probably a better defense, better running game, better offensive line, but what they do stylistically is the same. What Kyle Shanahan has been able to transform on his side to me makes it so the like whoever they're playing is going to have to do a lot more digging and research and that's where the 2 days also hurts because you know may- maybe you spend one day just focused on how to stop a certain formation. Or a certain, um, you know, string of plays that Kyle Shanahan is going to use. We we hear all the time that they have four plays in one. Okay, so if it's a certain formation, you have to worry about this certain look. That may take the majority of a day to try and figure out just what package you want to play in defensively. So I think Dallas has the tools and athletically can hang with San Francisco offensively. But when you just talk about the mind games that Kyle Shanahan is going to play to me, that's where the two days also factors in because you have less time to just strategize and that's going to play itself out on Sunday, I believe.
1: Yeah. And maybe with a little bit of less time to strategize, they just have to rely on their brute force and their strength of their team is their defensive line. You can include Micah Parsons in that, who sometimes plays as, you know, a standing up linebacker, but is an edge rusher and and sometimes drops back a little bit. But I mean, he's incredible. 13 and a half sacks this season. You also know about Demarcus Lawrence, six sacks, but Dorance Armstrong, a defensive end, has eight and a half sacks. Dante Fowler Jr., uh, a really uh, early high first round draft pick a number of years ago who Hasn't had a ton of success early in his career and has kind of bounced around. He's good kind of as a reserve pass rusher for Dallas. He has six sacks. Uh, Osa Odigizua from the defensive tackle spot is really good as well. The strength of that defense is their defensive line, Evan, and it's going to be on the 49ers offensive line, a relatively young offensive line to give Brock Purdy time to make him comfortable and and give him time to find his receivers. That's the key matchup in this game for me, Evan. It is the Niners' offensive line against the Dallas defensive line. Niners' defense is incredible as a unit, the best defensive unit in football. But, Evan, it's my humble opinion the Dallas Cowboys have the best defensive line in the NFL. The sack numbers, the pressure numbers, the quarterback numbers all back that up. They are elite, and this is the biggest test of the season for the Niners' offensive line.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. And they probably got a bigger one waiting next week if they can get by Dallas, because even though the Cowboys, like you mentioned, have been dominant up front, especially getting to the quarterback, Philadelphia has been even better. So this will be a good test should they be able to get past the Cowboys and take care of business on
0: Sunday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?